Whether you're dealing with does in heat and bucks in rut, the winter blues, the marathon of kidding season in the spring, or show season in the summer, Nate Funk and John Kane of Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, are with you every step of the way, bringing you interviews from various breeders, judges, and others from all over the country. We're always covering the latest ad good news and covering topics to help make us all better dairy goat breeders. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host and best bud over here, Nate Funk. Nate, how's it going, man? Going pretty well. Beautiful fall weather up here in central New York. Um, but, you know, again, it's you know the central New York weather report. Um, how about down, down near you? Uh, everything's good. Uh, I bred a doe <clears throat> yesterday and today. It was bred for February, kids, so uh, obviously that didn't take. Uh, so that's great. Um, uh, so uh, rebred Mary her. Mac? Yeah, it's your your girl, Mary Mac. Uh, uh, so, yeah, bred her, locked her away for the day because we were pouring some concrete. And then, uh, yeah, I got one more to breed and we'll be done. We got one or two, depending on whether or not we breed the one. Um, otherwise, yeah, everybody here seems to be uh, getting, you know, being bred. Um, but uh, enough about uh, me. We get, we got a guest, don't we? We do have a guest, Nate. This week, we welcome Jason Porter of Camelot Hills, where he raises show-quality alpines since 2014. This past year, Jason took over Capulite which, for those that don't know, Caprolate manufactures milk machines for the past 25 years. Uh, the creator and founder of Caprolate, Fernie Register, decided to retire, and Jason, with the guidance of Fernie, has taken over the reins. Welcome to the show, Jason Porter. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, we've, we've spoken, you and I, in the past, and... Uh, I've always found you to be an interesting uh, member for Adga. You seem to really love dairy goats, uh, especially your alpines. Um, so I, I love that passion that you have. So I, I was really looking forward to having you on tonight. Yeah, you know, that's kind of dangerous, right? <laughs> but you were really glad to be here tonight. <laughs> but yeah, we're really glad to so, be here. Uh, it's always it's always great to talk about dairy goats and you know every dairy goat person out there if you ask them a question you better be ready to sit there and talk for a little while oh yeah oh yeah well, that's why shows take so long right exactly well <laughs> uh, so jason for the people that may not be aware of who you are and who uh your herd is Camelot Hills. Uh, can we get a summary of how you got started in dairy goats? Absolutely. Um, we actually started with pigs, of all things, in 2013. Uh, we tried pigs out for a year for my daughter for FFA. Uh, her local school had an FFA chapter, and we've got a local 4-H chapter here in our county, and uh, we got involved with that. The first year, we decided that pigs just were not our thing. Uh, so my daughter, my youngest daughter, decided that she was going to look around and figure out what she wants to do because she really enjoyed the, the showing aspect of it, just not the pigs. 
Um, and during that process, we ran across the dairy goats. And we had had pygmy goats. We actually still have one left uh, for quite some time before that. So goats were nothing new to us, but dairy goats were. Um, so we got into dairy goats, found us some Nubians, and found us some Alpines, and didn't have a clue what we were doing. Uh, we didn't know how to take care of them at least, but we had nothing, knew nothing about showing. Um, and then of course we found, fell upon this one particular one. Uh, her name was Marlena and she captured my heart. Uh, so that was my favorite goat that we started with. And a huge portion of our herd can be traced back to that one goat. Um, my daughter Jessica has since graduated uh, from high school and went on to college at uh, Ole Miss down here in Mississippi. Uh, and we decided that we were going to carry on with the dairy goats. My wife and I, we really enjoyed doing it. I enjoy the showing aspect of it. She enjoys keeping them uh, here around the house and, and on the farm. And we just really enjoy it. I love the competition of it. My daughter was super competitive. Um, and the breeding aspect of dairy goats is very intriguing to me. So I have been digging for, you know, months and years learning how to breed a better goat. Uh, and I really love the competition. Everything I do is a competition in, in my life. So that's kind of how we got started just in 4-H and it kind of grew from there. So, uh, we enjoy it and matter of fact i'm going to a show tomorrow so. i saw oh, wow. that i saw that uh now where is that show Get that it. show is in ruston louisiana it's the louisiana dairy goat association very good very good um who are the judges you know um i believe don bert is it bergfield and Cameron okay. Jalowski. And okay, Cameron, yep. I can't remember who the other two were. I think those, I, I don't remember who they were. I'd have to look it up. Well, you know, yeah. it, it, in any case, any kind of show is always a fun show. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, from what I've seen, you usually do pretty well. Uh, now, Me? do you have, you don't have the Nubian still, though. No, no, no. We we sold out of Nubians uh, right, uh, I guess, in my daughter's senior year. We knew that she was uh, getting out. Uh, you know, she was going to be going on to college. And the Nubians were always her thing. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Nubians. Um, but, uh, you know, they're great. I'm not going to talk bad about them. But <laughs> I'm not a fan. So we got out of those, and we focused on our Alpines for a little while. And recently... Uh, just to kind of go off on a tangent here. Um, recently, in the last couple of years, we bought a, a Sonnen, and we wanted to get into Sonnens. Uh, that particular I, doe I did. I thought I saw yeah. a Sonnen picture on your page. Yeah, yeah. So that particular doe didn't turn out to be what I would consider show quality. So uh, we actually kept her daughter, uh, which was a grade or an experimental, if you will. And we kept her, and then we ended up selling her, and then we rebred that same doe again 
uh, and got the same result. And we actually still have a daughter from that second breeding. So that has, okay. that has actually spurred off a new direction for us because we kind of discovered uh, recorded grades and experimentals and we're like, hey, let's run with this. Uh, so now we're working on getting some more sonnins. We're work, we've working with our alpines, and we are beginning a, what I would call an experiment uh, with growing grades and growing recorded grades and experimentals. We're going to see where that takes us. I really enjoy showing my experimentals at uh, any show. It, it's always such a competitive class. Uh, or breed, I should say. Um, it's just, it's something about it. You get all types of animals in there, so it's really fun. Uh, now, John, I, I have to apologize. I've kind of taken us away from the original topic. We, you know, uh, Caprolite here. Now, Jason, how did you uh, get partnered up with Fernie? Well, we're, we didn't actually partner with him. We bought the company out. Okay. So we, we were actually, my wife and I were actually looking for a new milking machine because we've had a uh, refurbished serger machine that we've had for years. Mm -hmm. uh, and we were starting to need parts for it. Well, the company that we bought it from had went out of business from what we could tell. And we started looking around trying to find parts for it. And we're like, well, we can't find parts for this old serge machine. Because it was a very old machine. Uh, so we started looking into different new machines out there and looking at all the different uh, brands and manufacturers and all of that. And Facebook, you know, you know us goat people, we love to ask, hey, what's the best this on <laughs> Facebook, right? Uh, so that's yeah, what we did. Sure. We yeah. asked that question and I got all different kinds of answers, but number one caprolite came up the most uh so yeah. i sought out fernie uh took me a little while to find him because his old website that he had was not working correctly uh turns out long story short there fernie had had done some moving you know went from one location to another phone numbers changed all that but some other people managed to keep up with him and got me his number so long story short there is i reached out to him we called him we're gonna order a machine because we really liked what we saw fernie made the joke while we were talking hey look you know i'm trying to sell this place if uh if you know anybody let me know and of course we my wife and i and him kind of joked about it yeah that'd be funny us buying a goat you know a goat milking machine company um and we laughed about it we put our order in and we hung up a few days later, my wife and I were discussing something else. So I couldn't tell you what it was, but the example of not being able to get something out of your head came back to us. And the example was not being able to get the potential of buying a milking machine company, of buying Caprolite. And she says, you know what? I hadn't been able to get that out of my mind either. So... We decided we were going to call Fernie and see what, you know, see what it was worth, uh, see what he was looking for. What is he asking for it? Uh, what is it all about? Uh, 
So we called him, we discussed, and we said, well, if if Fernie says it's over this dollar figure, we're not even going to touch it. But then he didn't say that. So then we had a decision to make. Do we want to do this? So we called Fernie back. We said, hey, we're interested. He said, come on up here and let's talk about it. So a couple weeks went by. I got in the car. I drove to North Carolina. It's a 14-hour drive from Mississippi to get to Ooh. where he lives up in North Carolina. Um, wow. Yeah, it was quite a long day. Uh, I took a buddy of mine so we could, uh, you know, keep each other awake and keep moving. But uh, got up there, spent the entire day with him, and the rest is history. We we bought the company. We loaded all the stuff up on a couple trips and brought it out back down to Mississippi, and here we are. Now, there must have been some challenges with all that, though. I mean, that couldn't have just been a, a turnkey situation, was it? No, it was not a turnkey situation by no means. Um, Fernie's very old school, uh, and I'm very new school when it comes to business. Uh, I love Fernie to death. He, he has taught me so much uh, that I didn't know. He is a good man, yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoy spending time with him, and he and I have talked tons on the phone. Um, but the the difference in his methods of doing things and mine are just slightly different because we know how to do Facebook really well. We know how to build websites really well. I have a background in IT, so that kind of helps all of this. Uh, we've been running our two businesses, other two businesses, for you know, I think 13, 14 years. So this kind of fell right in our uh, genre of being entrepreneurs. Um, but I, I do have to say probably the biggest challenge, that's what you were asking, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the biggest challenge is that we run into is marketing. Uh, that is the number one problem with just about every business that we have out there. Yeah. Um, is marketing letting people know who you are and where you are and how to get in touch with you because there's so many people still looking for parts for Capralite. we had a lady today said i finally got in touch with fernie today and he gave me your number said you bought the company you know so marketing is the biggest thing you know that's the biggest trouble that we have oh it is i will say that Initially, our our supply chain took us a little while to work it all out because some of the products we had to reestablish um, relationships with all of the vendors who we buy all the products for. And we actually started some new relationships with some new vendors so we can um, make things a little better, but that's all down the road stuff that we'll come out with later. But that marketing challenge and having y'all bring us on and let, let me talk on the, the podcast is a great part of that marketing. And I really appreciate you guys are letting us, letting us do this. Oh, well we definitely support small businesses and hello, dairy goat business. We're all for it. Um, oh yeah. Now you're, you're, you're selling yourself a little bit short here, though, because you started up the Capralite Facebook page 
Uh, and most people that would start a new business would just kind of, you know, put a couple pictures up and, and let it be good for a little bit while they were dealing with uh, the product itself and, and getting that down the line uh, for customers. You know, that can get that can take your time pretty quick. But you're taking the time with your wife uh, to make videos on how the machines work, the different models. Right. Uh, those those are big key aspects for uh, any company, um, yeah. and and you're you're able to share that on the district pages, um, and and I see you doing this, and I always make sure I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm going to share this on the ringside page because <laughs> I'm sure there's tons of people out there looking for uh, milk machines for their goats. You see yeah. all <laughs> and and what? And he's developing new product. Yeah. Exactly. Um, you know, you see all these milk machines out there that uh, people buy on Amazon um, and you know, just kind of like all these weird sites where they don't even pulsate. And I just cringe every time I look at them because I'm like, you're going to destroy your goat's utter. Um, I, I'm, I know there are people that use those uh, weird non-pulsating machines with success, but I just it makes me cringe ever just thinking about using it on my goats. Um, or- so. I got a, I got one for you. I don't mean to interrupt. I know yeah. of a of a goat breeder who's using a milking machine. He can't get parts for. It it's yeah. a it's an Amazon company, uh, milking machine. It looks nice. He's got Nigerians. It comes with a ten gallon bucket. He can't get anything small enough. Um, and he can't size it down. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of machines that are made for dairy cows out there, um, that aren't able to, or that are able to be switched over to dairy goats, but they don't work quite right, uh, the way you want. Um, and everything I've been seeing from, uh, the Caprolite machines, I don't personally have one yet. Uh, they seem to be, uh, pretty versatile machines for either, at the shows or in your milk parlor. So I've definitely been doing research with my wife on those. Yes. Um, if I can, I can t- jump in here and say something about the cow milkers and the goat milkers. The The primary difference between the two is that cows can be milked between about 12 and 14 inch pounds of mercury right that's the the vacuum for those that don't know what a inch inch pounds of mercury is that's the amount of vacuum that's being drawn on the on the goat or the cow Uh, the vacuum for a cow is somewhere around between it's safe between 12 and 14 inch pounds Um, the safe zone for a dairy goat is between 10 and 12. Um, For cows, don't ever go over 15. For dairy goats, don't ever go over 13 because that's when damage to the teat can happen. So from a technical standpoint, you can use a cow milker, which the caprolites can milk cows too. A lot of people don't realize that, but they can. Uh, That is something that, that's a market that we're trying to step into as well to further grow this company, but we're not talking about dairy cows today. We're talking about dairy goats. Um, but the, the, the key there is to have that vacuum set to where it can, 
at a, set at about 12. That way you're in the cow range and the goat range. We actually was talking to a lady earlier just today that was asking about that. How can I use this machine for my cow and my goats? And that's how. So I'm kind of glad they asked that today because cool. it kind of put that in my head for the show this evening. And you just brought that right in there. <laughs> so it worked out perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of the machines, let's let's hear about the machines and what products uh, Caprolite currently offers. All right. So there's basically two machines that can be configured in multiple ways for either a single or a dual. That's what we call them, a single or a dual. A uh, single is obviously milking one goat at a time. Dual is milking two goats at a time. Um, we've got the Herdsman, which we renamed. That was the original Caprolite because there was only ever one milking machine with Caprolite. Okay? Uh, and that right. was the just the, just the Caprolite. That's why they, they called them. So when we bought the company, uh, we decided we were going to rename these machines, kind of like you've got, uh, you know, Chevy and Dodge and Ford, and then they've got all their names. Well, we're we're Chevy, or no, sorry, no offense, but we're Dodge. Non-denominational <laughs> truck name. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. We're Chevy guys. It's cool. Yeah, well, y'all can be Chevy guys. I'm a Dodge guy myself. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> Dodge is good. Dodge is good. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, so we've got the the Herdsman, which is the original Caprolite. Um, that machine has a, a base on it that you can set your different size pails on, and you can roll them around all on one thing. Both machines have wheels on them, so they're very portable. But the Herdsman yeah. was the original design. Um, when I bought the company from Fernie, I say I, this is me and my wife. Uh, so don't take that, you know, she's going to get mad at me if I say it's just I. Um, <laughs> so, um, so Fernie mentioned that he had began working on a project several years back that never really came to fruition. And that was the showman machine. He wanted to make a more portable, lighter weight, smaller machine for people to take to shows. And that's where the showman came from. He started that project. I finished it. Uh, he was never able to get it. Now, there was some... Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, there were some challenges with that too, weren't there? Oh yeah, there was quite a few. Um, we went through several different motors or pumps, if you will, uh, to try to find the right one. We had to make sure that all of that stuff got fitted to the machine to where it could all work. In the end, we actually ended up going and using the same motor, the same pump, that we use on the herdsman, we put that on the showman. It's about 10 pounds heavier than I would like it to be, but the reliability that the herdsman has been giving for the last 35 years, and I, I wanted to correct you on that, 
Keppelite has been around for over 35 years. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been Sorry a long that. time ago. No, it's okay. Fernie owned it for 25 years. It was actually around for 10 okay. years prior to that. But Fernie owned it for 25. So. Gotcha. Um, so, anyway, the showman, the, 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 the pump that goes on that showman is the same pump that we use on the herdsman. That makes the showman, once we've shrunk everything down, the showman is right at 41 pounds. We put a handle on the pump motor. We've got, you know, a, a carry handle. Then you've got the other really roll around handle. That thing, you can just pick it around and sling it around like you can a bag of feet. Don't, no, don't do that. Don't sling it around. But... <laughs> <laughs> take care, of your, take care of your machine. Um, but it makes it a lot easier. It's a lot smaller. Now it doesn't come with a place to set your pail or your bucket, your milking bucket. No, it, it doesn't have that. You have to set that on the ground or set it on the stanchion or set it on a box. You know something. Um, but it makes it much more portable. You can slide it in behind the back seat of your truck or stick it in your trailer somewhere. And you just go. Um, so it ended up being a, a fantastic it, little little machine. And it's quite popular from what I've been able to see. It, it, I mean, it has been. What I've, the posts I've seen. Yeah, it has yeah. been. Uh, we've got a lot of people that have been reaching out to us. Uh, we put, when we launched it, we only had three of the bases. We had three chassis made when we launched it. Those three chassis sold within a day. Yep. I mean, they were like gone. You Can't mean, that. No. Uh, so we put those together and said, hey, we got them and they were gone. Uh, we it took us about another, I think it took about five weeks. It takes us about five to six weeks to put the actual chassis together. They are proprietary to Capralite. You're not going to find them anywhere else. They're made of, uh, uh, of aluminum and they've, you know, big, large aluminum sheets and we turn them into these Capralite chassis. That's what makes them so lightweight. Uh, and they're nice to look at too. You know, they don't have to be painted. Uh, it's just a pretty little machine. And you're still keeping that uh, Caprolite heart on every machine, right? Absolutely. Uh, Fernie actually asked us, hey, are you going to change the logo? I said, well, we'll modernize it. He says, can you do one thing for me? I said, what's that? He said, can you keep the heart? I said, absolutely. So we're actually using the heart to our advantage. When you see the new website coming out that I'm going to tell you about later in the podcast, you're going to see that heart every time you pull that website up, up in the left-hand corner. Perfect. Beautiful. No. Now, you guys offer no. uh, other offer hoof trimmers too, right? We do. Um, if you have never put your hands on a pair of silver lines, ask your friends when you go to a show or you go to their house, hey, do you have any silver lines? Pick them up, put them in your hands, and see how they feel. I had never heard of Silver Lines before I bought this company. I will never buy another hoof trimmer. Those things are absolutely fantastic. And 
when I talk to goat people that have been buying these things for years and years and years, uh, they say they last for ages. I've trimmed all my hooves, my goat hooves with them. My hooves, yeah, I've got cloven feet. Y'all didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) So I trim all my goat's hooves with them, and I just am amazed at how sharp they are. They feel so good in your hand. Uh, Those were actually developed by Fernie, who who listened to his customers and and his customers was telling him this is what we want and he developed these and now we manufacture them and sell them they take a little while to get but right now we got plenty of them um but ask anybody that's ever touched them they won't ever buy anything else again they say uh so we've been really pleased with them they're they're of all aluminum construction they've got a rubber sleeve on the handles they've got a little hook to lock it closed uh they they've got a a very good spring in there to to make them easy to come open and they're just good solid trimmers Um, and they're not expensive well i'm looking at a pair on a pair online and they look also like the the other thing that to me at least is important is it serviceable Yes. You know, they got Phillips head screwdrivers for helping tighten things down. They've got a hex head bolt and nut and bolt that make it so you can adjust them and tighten down the blade. Um, They look great. I mean, they're not really expensive either. I mean, I was going to say that I compared to the price of uh, some hoof trimmers you can get like tractor supply. Uh, they seem like they're pretty affordable. In fact, uh, Jason, we're going to be talking after the podcast, so I can order some. Uh, I have I have an affinity for losing uh, hoof trimmers. Unfortunately, I I just always seem to misplace them. <laughs> Don't misplace these now. No, that's a, no no. Go ahead, misplace them. Misplace them. That's okay. You know what? Misplace them. He's got to buy more than right. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can find them on. I, I was just surfing for them, and you can find them on eBay. Um, there's also a couple, a couple other uh, online retailers, the Goat Shop, uh, as well as Caprolite, and they all say Caprolite with them. So right. uh, you know, as as far as a, uh, uh, you know, goat owner owned business. Yeah, I say kudos. Well, let me correct you on this, and I don't know if you want to correct this in your. Um, I'm I'm kind of going off side off the side here. I don't know if you want to mention that the goat shop is not going to be selling them anymore. They will be exclusive. Oh, okay. They will be well, exclusive well, to Capralite. Well, we will mention. No, we'll leave it in there because now we can let the the people know that, you know, if you want to get them, we got to get them from Capolite. Okay? Yeah. I don't know how y'all well, want to transition to back into them. that. No, no I think right. it's a good, it's, it's it's a good thing. Fluid. It's pretty fluid here. I mean, I think it's good for people to know, you know, we got a, a Adgo member who's got a business producing a product, a quality product. You know, it it's good. Um, okay. So now I, I want to yeah. transition real quick 
um, you know, you mentioned the showman's 40 pounds. Uh, so immediately when I think of if Caprolite were to be at convention or national show in the future, it would be like the perfect selling point uh, for, I don't know if all of our listeners know, but Jason's a pretty uh, strong dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he makes me look like a weakling, right? He's just a buff dude. I've seen the video, Jason, of you lifting in your basement there or garage, wherever you were, um, making me look like a putz over here. Uh, but I could see you just like curling your machine and it's <laughs> so light hand. that then here comes, yeah, then here comes your wife and curls the machine as well. Cause it's only 40 pounds. Um, and that would be like a really good selling point. So <laughs> Just well, a thought off the top of my head. <laughs> well, the the, the the idea of keeping it lightweight is so that so the kids, so all the youth out there can just pick up and move their own machines around without having to have mom or dad to do it. Oh, for that's them. good. Uh, and there's there's some ladies well, and some men that have trouble moving them around too, but uh, that's okay. Well, I mean, it, it, oh, it's yeah. per- perfect for the you know we we have some showmen who who are older. Mm-hmm. And that would be perfect for yeah. the older showman, um, you know. Um, so, you know, it's good. are you guys going to the convention? No, not this year. Um, to kind of tell yeah. you, let me tell you kind of <laughs> our plans for that. Once since you mentioned it, yeah. Um, national shows and conventions will all depend on where they're located. Um, and whether or not we can get away um we would oh, that's a key thing yeah now i will say this i hope uh i think that they announced recently that it's uh i think it was 2025 that they're going back to nebraska did i hear that right yeah have y'all y'all heard I that i think so yeah so i think they're going back to yeah, nebraska that's, that's on the committee yeah so that that yeah. if that happens then i will definitely be there because i have some uh standout days right now and in about another two or three years they should be really popping so we do hope to be there and actually to try to be competitive i'd love to see my does on uh on the national stage to see how they they stand up to to the all the other alpine folks you know and then with our great oh, and that's program, always exciting yeah and with our great program that we've got going on that we've started uh, I just bred one of my champion does to uh, the son of Renee's social issues. Um, oh, really? By, yeah, by AI. So we've got a, a Willow Run Atlas Remus daughter that is going to be bred, that has been AI'd with Renee's social issues uh, son, uh, who is Vineyard Pew oh. Pops. Uh, I believe that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. So we've got some really exciting breedings coming up. Um, And we've got a new young buck. Of course, now I'm getting off. See, y'all, see what y'all started? Hey, hey, (laughs) hey, that's fine. That's what we're about. It's still (laughs) goats. (laughs) Right, right. It's still goats. But, yeah, we've got some really exciting breedings. We've got a brand new buck this year that his pedigree uh, goes to Sharon. And if you know anything about Sharon, they're in top 10 for like the last whoever knows years, you know, oh, yeah. four, five, oh, yeah. four, five, six in the top 10 every year. So we've got a buck out of them. Uh, 
Moran, uh, MRR, if you're familiar with that one. It's the mix of those two. I cannot wait to see what this young buck's going to do. So, anyway, back to what we were saying. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Goats, talking goats is all, this what we're all about. Yeah. You're all good. I, I love it. I love it. I, I'll be talking goats all weekend because of the show coming up. Um, so, what? what were we talking about? Y'all got me off track. Well, we're uh, convention, convention, convention and national. Right. we're at the show, do you, yeah. On the show topic, you know, you have any hopes for this weekend? I hope to walk away with the best in show. Ain't that what we all want to do? Oh, we oh, all yeah. do. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That that's my <laughs> ultimate goal this weekend. Uh, I would love to do that and maybe put a leg on a couple of my baby alpines. Uh, I've got some really nice alpines out there and. Uh, some of our own homebred ones too. That's that's uh, pretty good. We actually finished their sire uh, at a show with the Southern Browsers uh, about a month or so back here in Meridian, and uh, we finished my buck there in the first show he walked into. He won uh, three out of four rings, so that was kind of impressive for us. We were shocked that that happened, but we were very thrilled. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's good. I'm, I'm sure you were. Who wouldn't be, right? <laughs> right yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, back to convention and nationals. It really depends on where it's at. Uh, if it's close enough for me to travel and show my does, then we will likely be there. Um, convention was in Atlanta several years ago. I wanted to go to that one. I wasn't able to. Uh, we... We do work uh, full-time with our computer business, so that takes a lot of time. But we're getting to the point to where we can start stepping away from that business a little bit on occasion uh, because we're growing a little bit and able to hire more people to work with us so we can spend more time having a little more fun. Uh, And with the Capralite stuff, this is all fun for us. This is not work. Uh, We really enjoy doing it, and... I want to get out there and, and go to these shows. We're going to try to expand our our showing ring, if you will, uh, within a reasonable distance so more people can not only see our goats, but see our caprolites too. I'm taking five caprolites with me to this show this weekend because we've had several sell, and I'm taking a couple of demos with me. So I hope to do that at other shows, other Perfect. regional shows, and that kind of stuff as well. It's just a matter of, you know, having the time to be able to go do it and uh, and to, to get out because I love doing it. I love talking to the goat people. Um, I love learning from other goat people. This is something that I've learned in doing this is um, not just doing the Capralite stuff, but doing dairy goats. Listen to everybody. Everybody's oh, going to yeah. have a piece of advice, but everybody's, you know, that piece of advice might not work in your farm, but you might be able to tell somebody else, hey, this worked for them. It might work for you. And that's why I like listening to people tell me about these Caprolites. They tell me, hey, have you thought about doing this on this machine? Have you thought about doing that on that machine? I want to hear what y'all got to say. I, I want to know what everybody's got to say about these machines, good or bad. Because if I, if I don't hear that, I cannot improve the company. Exactly. Well, what I like about the machines that you're working with and 
and your ability to uh, be open for change with them. You know, you're creating new product, but you're also changing the, you know, I, I believe it was the Herzman I saw that you added that little filtration system on there, uh, which honestly, when I saw it, I was like, that's a really smart idea. Uh, it's a super easy filter that you put on. Um, and it's just one step more of, uh, having a more pure milk in your bucket. Um, so it's cool that you're making those, those changes and open to making changes. Um, things can always be better with anything, um, whether it's your dairy goats or your milk machines or whatever. Um, so, you know, congratulations on having an open mind and, um, trying to, uh, forever, you know, change it for the better. Thank you. Uh, we, so, we take pride in that kind of work. You know, that's what we do with everything we do. So I appreciate that. Now, speaking of the future, uh, will there be new products down the line or, or do you have some things in mind? Are you not allowed to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> Let's let, let me go. Off. Well, since you asked, uh, Yes, we, we do. Uh, this is this is the stuff that I love talking about. Is the things that we're, we're we've got coming that, that's on the way. Uh, but I don't mind talking about some of them because people ask for them. We say yes, we're doing that uh, as soon as we can get it tested. Because I am not sending a product out of this shop. Uh, without it being tested and knowing 100% that it's a good product to go out there to the customer. I'm just, uh, I'm just not going to do it because if I can't use it in my herd and in my parlor and be successful with it, I don't expect anybody else to. Uh, this is one of the great things about being, about having a herd and milking, doing this stuff daily anyway, is that we're out there just like our customers using the product. You know, we've got a herdsman yeah. in our barn, in our parlor, and I've got a showman that we carry to the shows with us. And I have I've tested it all before I ever put anything out. Uh, we've got some new, uh, new vacuum filters. If you've ever seen the old vacuum filters uh, that were quite colorful um, on the old capper lights, these new ones are much, much better than those. Uh, those old vacuum filters tended to lose vacuum and cause some issues. Yep. And we have people call us and say, hey, uh, I'm losing vacuum. What do I do? First question I ask them is what kind of uh, what kind of vacuum filter do you have? Well, we've got that colorful one that we've got, you know, whatever. And they'll describe it. Just a little, it looks like a little jar. Well, yep, that's right. That's probably where your problem is. And we go through the troubleshooting process on the phone and we'll determine that that's really what the problem is. We ship them a new one out and they're like, wow, I should have done this years ago. Uh, so that's something that we launched uh, months ago once we tested it here and figured out, okay, well, this is good. Um, we, like John mentioned a minute ago, the inline milk filters. The yes, they were in the video that I posted. Uh, I guess that was about a week ago. Um, yep. Mm -hmm. That they are still in testing, and I likely expect to release those in the spring. Uh, I am trying to, with running out of does to milk. 
because in about another week or so, I won't have any more does in milk. It's hard to test stuff when you don't have does in milk. So uh, I'm I'm hoping to hand a couple of those off to other people that still have does in milk and to get them to give me their opinions and those types of things uh, and see yeah. how it goes. Um, as it looks right now, those are going to pass on my tests. Uh, we just got a few little things to work out about how often those filters need to be changed. Uh, we are putting some labels on them because there is a correct direction that they need to go in. Um, things of that nature. And once we get all of that worked out, I kind of expect these to go live maybe March or April. That's, you know, as long as I can feel comfortable about them, that's when they'll go. Um, so that's that part. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned that you're looking into, uh, making the machines compatible with dairy cattle. Uh, so honestly for a bunch of my friends that have both, that's going to be like a game changer for, for them where they won't have to rely on two machines or a machine that might be a tad bit inferior uh, with being able to be switched out as much. So uh, right. I'm excited for the stuff you have coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got a conversion kit uh, coming soon. We're waiting on one thing. Like I said, that those are, you mentioned challenges earlier. Those are challenges that are just always going to be there. Um, you always have this one little thing that's waiting before you can launch a product. Uh, but this is a, what I'm talking about here is a conversion kit. The original uh, Caprolites came with the pulsators on the pails. Uh, and they have since been moved to the base of the machine to make them last longer. Because when they're on top of the pails, they tend to, when people overfill their, their milking pail or the milking bucket, the milk will get inside the pulsator and reduce the life of that pulsator. And then those things are about a hundred dollars or so a piece. Um, and oh, yeah. you don't want to be replacing that on a regular basis. So Fernie, before I bought, bought the company, uh, was again, listening to his customers. And this is something that we're going to do. Um, somebody suggested to him, Hey, move that pulsator to the base. And that's what he did. He made it happen. Uh, and now those pulsators are going to last. There's no way that you're going to get milk or any other kind of fluid in a pulsator where it's at. So we've got these conversion kits that we're working on. Uh, and once they're ready to go out, the end user, whoever's working using the machine, will be able to um, um to change it out and, and swap all the parts themselves. But I do have one more thing um, that I want to mention. We yeah. currently have a dual and a single. And it's a herdsman and a showman. I have one more little thing that I'm not going to give too much details about. But we have a quote-unquote larger machine in the works. I was going to ask about that. Well, I'm not going to tell you no more the, than that. The parlor? <laughs> <laughs> the parlor? Well. 
But he said he's not going to tell any more. Oh, oh, it's understand. the cliffhanger. <laughs> it's the cliffhanger. Follow us dun, on dun, our dun. Facebook page. <laughs> that that product uh, is probably about a, a year or two down the road, but we are working on it. Um, and I, I am going to go ahead and say it's not going to be a parlor type machine. It will still be a portable machine. Um, I, I have oh, okay. Okay. At this point in time, we have no desire to get into the six or eight goats at a time, you know, kind of deal in these big milking parlors. Um, we could uh, just by buying the larger gas pumps, like what we use. Uh, we use the quarter yeah. horsepower pumps on them. And they do fantastic, um, but yeah. we could easily put a, a one horsepower, put it on a stand, and sell it to somebody. We're not really interested in that at the moment because that's not what we're trying to sell. We're trying to sell these portable machines to to make life easier for okay. people. Uh, but ask me that again in ten years, we'll see. I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned check back on the Facebook page, um, and the audience will probably want to know by the end of this. But uh, where can the audience find more information about your products, about uh, you guys as business owners of Caprolite and uh, your farm? Sorry, you have to repeat some of that. I, lo- I lost it. Where can you guys? No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, where can the audience find uh, more information about your products and also uh, the information about uh, Caprolate itself and your farm? Okay. Um, our farm, I'll start with that one because it's fairly simple because uh, we only have one location for it, and it's facebook.com slash Camelot Hills. Uh, we've... We try to post up there only stuff about goats or sometimes the other animals. We do have a cow. Uh, we, we've we got several dogs, a couple cats, a bunch of chickens. So you never know what you might see on the farm page. Uh, we recently moved about, well, actually we moved about five years ago. It seems like it's been recent. Um, and we are constantly rebuilding and doing different things around on the farm. So. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting to watch sometime, and, and sometimes I have little nonsense I put up there too, just because I like doing it. It's fun. Uh, so Facebook.com. You know about that. We're, we're right, building. Right, right. So uh, Facebook.com slash Camelot Heels. Um, as far as Caprolite goes, um, we have a temporary website up. It is Caprolite.net. Uh, Caprolite.net. That website does not have a lot on it. It's got some just some images that we threw up and some contact information on it so people know how to reach us if they happen to find us on the Internet. We are in the works. I was actually working on it while I was waiting on this podcast to get you know the time for the podcast to come along. Uh, we are working on a .com website, which will be, at that time, it will be capralite.com. But we don't look for that to be launched till probably about Thanksgiving, just in time for Christmas. Okay. How about that? Just in time for Christmas, right? Yay. And everybody can buy silver lines are great 
stocking stuffers, you know, you kind of get that, right? So, so uh, exactly, yeah, <laughs> right. Perfect timing for Black Friday, you know. Exactly. So for Black Friday. Right, right. Um, so Capralite.net. Um, go there. You can see what. The, the showmen and the herdsmen, the prices, uh, the silver lines, the price for those, all of that stuff is out there. Um, the other way that you can find us is on facebook.com slash Uh That is a page that we've got. We try to post stuff up there about once a week or so just to let people know what we're up to. Uh, you're going to see the more more um recent stuff on the facebook website just simply because it's easier to pop stuff up there um and like a couple days ago i showed a picture of some more of them that i was making you know uh uh, i think i was talking about the label i do not stick a label a caprolite label on a machine unless i know it is 100 percent perfect uh it's been inspected by me and ready to roll um Speaking of which, I'm not the only person that puts these things together. I do have a guy that's a, a, a very close friend of mine, uh, a brother, if you will, and he helps us uh, around the farm and helps us with Caprolite. So uh, I really appreciate his help too. Uh, he probably won't ever hear this podcast. You have to give him a last name. He you knows. Have to give him. a last name. What's his name? His name's Steve. Hi, Steve. Thank you for helping, uh, Jason. <laughs> All right. Um, now, our contact information, our, our email and phone number is on the Capralite.net and on the, the Capralite Facebook page. Um, but you can reach us uh, currently until I get that Capralite.com up. Uh, you can reach us at Jason at Porter Computer. That's P-O-R-T-E-R Computer.com. Uh, or Jennifer at portercomputer.com. That's our uh, IT company that we operate. But until I get the .com, I don't want to play with .net email addresses. But the .com, when it goes live, yeah. we should have some email addresses that will say uh, Jason at Capralite. You know, we're, we're, we're going to wait until that. Beautiful. We can be reached uh, at Jason at CamelotHills.net as well. Um we do have that email, but I, I've got one more thing on Facebook that I want to mention. We started a Facebook.com, and I think it's it's a group, so it doesn't have a name behind it. But look up uh, Caprolite Milking Parlor. We started a group that we want people to come in, talk about the things that go on in your milking parlor. If you want to talk about your goat getting into the feed bucket while they was in the milking parlor waiting to get milk, talk about it. Uh, talk about machines. I don't care if you talk about our competitors. That's fine with me. Uh, yeah. Go in there, discuss it. If you've got a used machine, go in there and post up that used machine. Uh, sell that used machine, even if it's a competitor machine, because maybe you're selling it to come buy a Capralite. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, 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 this is somewhere that I want people to come as a community, uh, to be able to just converse on the, the, the dairy parlor itself. Uh, talk about shows, you know, if you've got shows, post about shows that are out there. 
Uh, the only thing I don't want people doing is putting sales of things such as goats and uh, LGDs and things of that nature because there's tons of other places that you can sell those things. Um, but for hey, machines, for shows, things clear. of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. I just said, just to be clear, I just brought it up. Look for Milking Parlor and it, it will have the Capralite logo. And it says group by Jason Porter. Um, right. It says, you know, welcome to the milking parlor. You know, a group of discussion about milking parlor and all things dairy. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's it's really important important as a uh, business and you know even shoot us here on the podcast uh, to to build a really strong community uh, to grow up with, right? Yep. Um, I think without without a good solid uh, friendship with your community um, and with other like minded individuals, uh, it's really hard to grow. So um, it's really awesome that you started that group. I saw that you started it, and I believe I'm in there. I'm not, I can't remember, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really it's really neat. So um, I really like everything that you're doing with Caprolite here, Jason. It's, it's uh, very interesting, um, and it seems like the machines, for what they are, uh, are pretty dang affordable compared to what you could get with like Bob White or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're very I, I agree. I fully agree. Yeah, I mean the the showman base starts at eleven seventy five and goes up from there. Uh, I think the the most expensive one we have with a three gallon pail on it is. Uh, a dual herdsman that includes everything that you would need, and it's I think it's like nineteen ninety five. So it's so you've got a very range, you know, from from very basic to the the works. Uh, we do have other pails, by the way, other than just our three gallon pails. When you look at our website, you'll only see the three gallon pails, but we do have other pails that are available. Uh, we've got some four and a half pails. Uh, stainless steel pails available we've got uh, the eco buckets which are about six gallons i think they're six or six and a half uh, they're made out of uh poly they're they're plastic buckets but very durable uh we've been testing one of those right. in, our, right. in, in ours and it, it hangs up great the plastic ones you see we have access to them but we won't sell them uh, they crack too easy uh you know the club very clear plastic um Mm-hmm. we've discovered that those just don't last. You drop them one time and they're done. So we just, you know, we, we're just not going to sell them. Do, do they crack like brand new dropped or is it like oh, after yeah. a few years? Oh yeah. New. Oh wow. Now the oh, eco wow. buckets, the ones that are made out of poly, which that's a plastic, right? It's polyethylene. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So those are very thick. They, they you can beat them up. You can hit it with a hammer as long as you don't hit it too hard. It ain't going to break. Uh, but we've been real pleased with that one. Uh, the six-gallon stainless steel buckets right now are on back order, and we don't know when they're going to come in. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, around the entire industry. I don't think that's just a Caprolite problem. I think that's everybody's having that problem. Uh, so this is why we made sure that we could provide the eco buckets as well. I think everybody across the country right now is dealing with shortages on, on goods. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, oh, yeah. 
So, uh, now, Jason, was there anything else you wanted to add before uh, we wrap this baby up? Um, yes. Uh, if you don't mind me giving a, a shameless plug, uh, it's it's not Go for, for Capralite. Uh, but it is for our Southern Browsers Dairy Goat Club. Um, we started the Southern Browsers. I was one of the founding members with a handful of dairy goat enthusiasts down here uh, in 2018. Uh, I was the president uh, then, and now I sit on the board. We started that club. We have been very, very successful. We've done, uh, I think, it, with the exception of 2020 when COVID was going on, and we did right. do one show that year. We've done two shows each year since then and always had a fantastic time. I've had rave reviews. Uh, and we've got two shows coming up, one uh, towards the end of April. I think it's the weekend after Easter in the spring. And that one is okay. going to be in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Uh, and then we're going to have a show in uh, on Labor Day next year and it will be in meridian mississippi that's where i live uh that's my hometown uh okay. i put on the first show with the browsers here as the show chair uh we got such rave reviews we brought it back uh this past labor day and everybody just loved it so we're gonna keep doing it here every year uh, on labor day the facility is phenomenal everything's under one roof you can, you've got everything you can imagine there yeah. Um, oh, that's it's huge. I could put yeah, six rings like in the arena if I wanted to. Facility at that, so uh, I saw. Yeah, so uh, about just that. had to do a shameless plug, and then I've got to say that the group that we were working with that's putting these shows on, phenomenal people. I love my goat people. I love my browsers so much. Uh, I'm so proud of the way that everyone has come together we're putting on these these great shows so i just had to put out a little word to them and uh i really really appreciate all the hard work that they do it, it shows in our shows uh and i look forward to many many years to come working with them i i, I believe there's nothing shameless about putting a shout out to <laughs> people you work with promoting dairy goats also or the people members of your club who are helping put together such wonderful shows um, right. you know you know kudos yeah, yeah i agree um, thank you jason i gotta say uh you and i we i think our first conversation was on uh different ends of some adga issue <laughs> and i'm thankful that we were able to uh message each other and talk to each other and smooth yeah out the issue that was going on with an adga and i really think that um you're i i admire your passion uh with dairy goats and uh with your herd itself camelot hills and now caprolite um it's it's really cool and i'm glad that a uh, caprolite is in good hands thank you very much I, I appreciate you guys for allowing us to do this and uh we look forward to maybe coming back another day and talking about some other stuff we got in in the works. Uh, we hey. look for I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah for sure. I I can't wait. Um, but I think that's going to be a good spot to wrap her up. 
Um, everybody, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. That's Nate. I'm Jason Porter. Y'all have a great day. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.